Hello and welcome to episode number seven of Get to Know NHGO podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. We really appreciate it. This is Tom Baker, the executive director of NHGO, along with Erica Cochran, director of development and communications. And we've got a great episode here for you with episode number seven. We're going to talk about sharing projects and learning about ways that community organizations, businesses can get involved and really help a lot and help a lot of people through sharing projects. This is going to be a fun topic. Sharing projects is one of the most fun things that we do here at NHCL, so I'm excited. Great. So our two guests today, we are going to have later in the show, Vicki Bersinowitz, who is our Sharing Projects Coordinator. She will be a little bit later in the show, and Erica, you and I see all year long just Vicki making <laughs> miracles come true. She really does amazing work making sure that families get resources of all types throughout the, the course of the year. Yeah, she's nonstop. She's always going. Great. And our, our first two guests are from uh, Soft Writers. Jenna Gottschall is here with us and Monica Travaglianti. And we are so happy to have Jenna and Monica on the show. Jenna is the Director of People, Director of Human Resources at Soft Writers. And Monica is the Executive Assistant to the Senior Management Team. Jenna and Monica, welcome to the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Well, we are. Thank you very much. We are thrilled to have you as well, too. And uh, Soft Writers is an organization, a business very close to our hearts because you've done so much good with NHCO over the years. But maybe for our listeners' sake, could you tell them a little bit about what Soft Writers is as a growing software company here in our region? Absolutely. Soft Writers is a software development company in the uh, North Hills of Pittsburgh area. We have about 120 employees, and we're in the long-term care pharmacy space. And we're located just about 10 miles north of Pittsburgh, and we have a mission of saving lives and a set of core values that we live against. And I know you've all been involved with NHO for three plus years now in a variety of ways. And we'll, we'll get into this in just a few minutes, but, you know, sharing projects, Thanksgiving dinners, holiday toys, back to school supplies, and the food pantry. What really drew soft writers to NHCO? I think initially the amount of different opportunities to help and to get involved was really awesome. So it was so many different drives and chances throughout the year that we could make an impact and we could help. So just we started, I think, with the school supplies drive and one drive at a time. And we do that one in the summer. We started doing the, the holiday toy drive and the food drive in the fall. So initially, I think it was the, the variety. Maybe not everybody would be interested in participating in one. But if we offered a variety and, and the impact on the community. So that was one. That was an important driver. Also, we wanted to make an impact where we work for the people who live here. So many of us come in from other areas of the city, but it's very important to be able to share with the community around us where we work. What kind of response have you seen from your staff, You know, especially your new staff? I know you had mentioned to us previously that you have some new staff. So when you tell them that you guys are so dedicated to North Hills Community Outreach and supporting us throughout the year, you know, what kind of feedback do you get from them? I think that everyone really has a lot of interest in getting involved and embraces the drive. We have consistency in the drives that we do, so those that have been here in previous years are ramped up and ready to go and understand the timelines associated with it. So when we recommunicate and have these initiatives, they're already prepared. And the new employees, we communicate, we share the information and get everybody ramped up and excited. So I think that they embrace it, they're ready, they're happy to participate, and they ask questions, how can they help? 
it is amazing how being philanthropic, giving back as a business really can help attract and retain employees. It's a good strategy. I was just in a conversation recently with somebody that's pretty involved with us here, and he said one of his literally favorite things about his role, it has nothing to do with NHGO, is being involved with NHGO. The actual profession has nothing to do with NHGO, but you know the, the fact that SoftWriter supports us probably does bring some special memories for you and your colleagues, 100 plus there within SoftWriters. I just was wondering for both of you, what have been some of the maybe the creative, innovative kind of things you've done to collect support Supplies or do collections. So many businesses and organizations use their creativity and innovation to really gather in some unique ways. Have you had some fun along the way doing that as well, too? Oh, absolutely. I have to say we came up with a creative way originally. We have the company divided into four different teams, and those teams are chosen at random when someone is hired. So they're equal, and they're divvied amongst all employees. And then the competition is between them on how much they can do, you know, how many food items they can donate, how many toys. And then the fun part is also to stack them and take pictures and show the progress. So as underneath our tree would fill, we would send pictures out. So even the people that weren't necessarily located in Pittsburgh, we have a few across the nation, they still felt like they were part of it. And with Amazon, it made it so easy. They could send something just as easily as the people who would bring it in the office with them. That's so fun. And obviously, that is a good strategy because I have to brag about you guys for just one minute because I know that one time a value of one of your donations was almost $8,000. So clearly, whatever you're doing to motivate and boost morale with your employees is working. They're having fun and they're giving back. That's an amazing number. Thank you. Wow, that's impactful. Thank you. And maybe for the two of you, what have been some of your favorite memories? Just it's been the part where you get to drop off or if you have any little celebrations within your office to kind of just make a big moment of the collection and all that you've brought together. Um, What have been some of your favorite memories uh, over the last couple of years, Monica and Jenna? I think in addition to just stacking it under the tree, there was one year um, when we were doing the school supplies drive. It was towards the end of the drive and we were trying to sort, and we were doing the, the sorting of the donations so that they would be organized when we dropped them off. And we were trying to fill them all and, and sort them on the on the big conference room table. And we did not think we'd be able to, to fill the whole conference room table. We, we were afraid we didn't have enough. And we were able to stack that table, and, and we were trying to get a picture and get everything in there and get everyone lined up around it. And we had too much. The overwhelming sense of, wow, we all got together, we were all able to do this and and come together as a team. One of our core values is one team, family spirit, and being able to come together, even though we're on separate teams in the organization, the picture had all of us in our different team colored shirts together. That was really cool to see. Again, so fun. You guys sound like such a fun office. We might have to come visit you sometime. Uh, Do you... you, Oh, great. Okay, I'm coming. (laughs) Could you give us some advice for any other businesses who may want to do something kind of modeled after what you guys do? I know, you know, from a development standpoint, we get a lot of businesses and organizations who say, what can we do? And we try really hard to put it in their hands. What's going to work for you? Obviously, what you're doing works for soft writers, but we want, you know, every business who wants to participate to do something that's going to be beneficial both to us and them. So can you give another business some advice on how you made it work for you? I think for us, we needed a way so that we could have fun with it and that we could tie it to our core values and to our mission. 
our mission of saving lives, our core values of one team family spirit, and adding the element of healthy competition really was beneficial. It wasn't. It just made, I think, the difference is it makes people feel good. So the more that everyone saw the participation, it was contagious. And I think that is what is behind all the donations and all the thought put behind it. Great. And that's- There's also a really trophy for the winning team. Oh, a trophy. A trophy sounds amazing. <laughs> what kind of, is, like, is it bragging rights at soft riders to get the trophy? It's, yeah, it's just like three feet tall. Yeah, bragging rights for the whole year. That's awesome. Yes, and it, it, it actually ends, it ends with a company picnic where there are literally some uh, physical sports related to it. But it's, it's all the donations along the way we convert to points. So that ties in, and that's how people end up winning the trophy. Well, I, I will say this, and Erica and, and Vicki and Jeff and our whole team here knows this. If you ever need a guest presenter as executive director, I would be honored to help present that three-foot trophy. That would be uh, – I would be happy to come, happy come present that. That is really neat. And where does the – sorry to get into the weeds on this. Where does the trophy stay within Soft Riders, or does the winning team get to keep it? It sits right in the – reception area of our office like right there on the table when you walk in so i never really thought of this but visitors are probably wondering what it is (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well that that is that is wonderful and again we, we as NHCO couldn't what, do what we do with people helping people. Obviously, your organization, Soft Writers, your company, is focused on saving lives. I love your your phrase of one team and family spirit, your thought that healthy com- competition really does lead to us all sometimes doing things even a little bit better to help other people. So, Jenna and Monica, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for all that you do with, with NHCO and with Vicky and with our team. We couldn't do what we do without partners and uh, people to work with like soft writers we're so grateful for your good work these last three plus years and we look forward to hopefully decades and decades of you know really bringing people together with the family spirit and being one team uh, not just as soft writers but as soft writers and nhco Um, any best ways for people to keep in touch with soft writers or learn more about your business absolutely uh we're we're on linkedin as an organization if anybody's interested in career opportunities as, uh, as you've seen on my LinkedIn page and mentioned, we're always hiring. So you can check out the careers page there. Reach out to us and connect with us that way, too. And on our website as well. All right. Sounds good. We really do appreciate both of you for your collaboration, for your service, and for bringing 100-plus people together to do good every year with NHCO. Jenna and Monica, thank you so much for working with us, and thanks for being our headline guests on episode number seven of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We'll be back in just a minute with Vicki Bersinowitz. Welcome back to episode number seven of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We were just joined by Jenna Gutschall from Softwriters. Such a nice group. They do so much good work with Vicky and our team at NHCO. It is so nice when companies and organizations are so dedicated to helping us year after year. Right. And the person that makes all the magic happen internally and then externally for NHCO is Vicky Bersinowitz. Vicky B, as I often call you, the legendary Vicky B is here in the studio with us in Millvale. She's our sharing projects coordinator. Vicky, you make magic happen all year long. And you Sometimes say that you have the most enjoyable job at NHCO. But if you can't tell us a little bit about your NHCO journey, I know you actually started previously in a different role in our organization. So if you can just tell us about your time at NHCO so far. I volunteered for a year first. And then when uh, SWAT came open to be the executive assistant, I worked there for about four years. But my heart was always with sharing projects where I had volunteered. So I was very excited to be able to transition to that role. 
And it seems like you landed Vicky on a perfect spot with sharing projects. You know, you have, you're so organized. You love putting these uh, sharing projects together, helping with collections. It's really remarkable what happens all year long. We're here in October and I know you always have sharing projects going on all across the year. What's going on right now for sharing projects within NHCO? Sure. We're in our busy time now. The fall is definitely the busiest time. We're still collecting our coats. We've already had one coat distribution at our Millville office. We still have one in Allison Park in Bellevue. And it's all new coats for kids birth through 18. We also, as needed basis, will give coats to adults. We want to make sure we get everyone a coat if they need one. And then following up with that is our Thanksgiving on every table. So during food pantries at all three offices, we'll give everyone a bag of food to make their Thanksgiving meal along with a gift card for their protein. So after Thanksgiving, we get into busiest sharing project for you, which is our holiday toy shop, correct? Yes, that's for sure. We have so many people who want to donate at Christmas because people love buying toys for kids. And it's great to be able to provide toys for so many families because you don't want to think of any kid not having something under the tree on Christmas. So tell us a little bit about where your support comes from, not just for toys, but for all of the sharing projects that we've discussed so far. You know, I know we have uh, Jenna who, you know, talks a little bit about her organization and how they help, but tell us a little bit about the support that you receive from the community. Um, so many individuals who want to buy things for the sharing projects or adopt a family at Christmas. A lot of businesses will do collections or purchase things from our Amazon wish list and have them sent right in. And a lot of different congregations will do collections as well. And I would say no matter what groups you're involved with, and it doesn't have to be anything huge to collaborate with Vicky. You know, just my local HOA, Erica Newton, Vicky, you remember this from last year, decided that they wanted to get involved with some families and support some families and some kids over the holidays and did a really good job. Dozens and dozens of kids got their toys specifically from uh, a couple streets near where I live. It was really a lot of fun. Vicky was very easy to work with. So I will say, um, if anyone listening is interested in doing that, always feel free to reach out to Vicky and to our team. So it is a year-long process, though. You have a ton of stuff going on you know, next year as well, too, in 2022. And it's, you know, it's never too early, right? We're in October. It's never too early to start thinking about 2022. What are some of the sharing projects and collections that you start off the year with in 2022? Our first collection of the year is the personal care, and that is giving everybody the items that you can't get with food stamps, your shampoo and conditioner, soaps, toothpaste, toothbrushes, all of the necessities. And from there, I think you go to spring cleaning, right? Which people like spring. People don't always like cleaning, but when you combine them, it's a very helpful product. Thing to give to folks and make sure that they have. Again, I believe for spring cleaning, those items aren't covered by uh, SNAP and, and, and stamps as well, right? Correct. And we've done three years of spring cleaning so far, and I think it's people have been the most excited about that being a new project. How important it is, is it to you to provide these households with these supplemental items that they cannot buy with their food stamps or their SNAP benefits? I mean, I know that these are more expensive items, the cleaning, the personal care, some of these things can be quite costly. Um, what is some of the res- responses that you've heard from the clients who receive these bags? Uh, people are just so excited because I attend all of the food pantries in Allison Park. And when we have an extra card available, uh, when people come through, they can pick something, one of the extras, whether it's shampoo or laundry soap or something. And laundry soap is the most asked for item on the cart. So that's very important because that's expensive, but it's very needed. You talked about attending all the pantries at Allison Park, and we see you at many of the pantries, certainly, and you're always there. Such a positive attitude, making sure people are getting some of the things that they need and want, which is really, really important. That is impactful, and the fact that people can get more than just food at food pantries is pretty remarkable. Somebody coming through a food pantry and maybe referring somebody from their place of worship or a neighbor to a pantry, what all can people get from besides just food at a food pantry distribution? 
Sure. They also get paper products, which are always needed. Their toilet paper and soap and their cleaning products and toiletries, which vary depending on what's donated. And they also can sign up for all the different sharing projects at that time. And that's where also if they are having trouble with bills while they're in line, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie's at the Allison Park Food Pantries and caseworkers are at the other two as well. And they can talk to her about utility problems they're having and find out a lot of great information. I know you and Kelly collaborate with the Chow Wagon. We make sure there's some pet food too as well. And it's a promise that if you come to a food pantry distribution, Vicki B will talk to your dog. <laughs> and Kelly Carr, that is, yeah. that we is know a guarantee. That. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage all people to bring their dogs to food pantry. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about COVID, unfortunately. But let's talk about some of those changes. I know that you're used to a certain way of setting things up. You've been doing this for a long time. A certain way of getting these items into the hands of people that need it. What have you had to change in terms of your distributions because of the pandemic? We used to have everybody come into the offices and would have everything spread out, like at toy shop time, all the toys would be spread out and parents could look through and pick out the items they want to give their children. But now that and back to school, we couldn't have everybody inside to keep safe. We had to have our distributions outside. So both back to school and coats are outside and we have things set up where people can be social distanced and safe while they pick it out. And for toys was the biggest change. We had to switch to a wish list item instead of having people come in. When you say wish list item, can you kind of explain how that worked? Yeah, at um, Coach Shop, we signed families up for the toy program, and they gave me three suggestions for each child or just describe what the kids like. Okay. So it would make an Amazon wish list where people can go online and pick the specific items and send to us for us to give to the kids. It was more of a bookkeeping challenge last year, trying to know which office the gifts when they're coming into went to and remembering which family it went to but it was very exciting to know that I was giving a kid the exact toy they wanted. Well Tom did mention your organizational skills so you know obviously that played a role in in how you did that. Incredibly organized and I will say that all of the distributions and all the sharing projects so organized and it seems that the the clients the families the kids that are going through the process are just treated with a great deal of dignity and respect as they should be and you work with some incredible volunteers vicky people that we see out in the heat we see in the cold we see in the snow they do snow angels with you we do we see a little <laughs> bit of everything out of the volunteers vicky can you share a little bit just about the experience that is that you and kelly and our other colleagues get to have working with these incredible people that serve as volunteers with nhco yeah I'm really grateful to have met so many good people. Like, it really gives me hope for the future that there's so many people willing to give back and be there for everything. Like, the volunteers who went out in the rain to give out school supplies and in the rain and the fog for the coat shop where I didn't have the locks on my racks and they went flying out of the driveway. <laughs> but, <laughs> but everyone's a good spirit about it and... That's good. And I would say your back-to-school distributions, your one at Allison Park specifically, there was just so much there for the kids to get. And, and you have it very organized. There's different sections. You're able to take an item or two from here, an item or two from there. But the book bags, Jeff Geisler from our team made a really fun v- a video recently of you a couple months back at Ross Park Mall. That was a really neat collaboration. What, what all did you kind of achieve and get done with Ross Park Mall? I know that was part of your back-to-school drive. Yeah, they reached out and wanted to rent a school bus and take collect supplies and take them to a place that was underserved. So we found a food pantry that didn't do a back-to-school program, and they want to do it again next year, maybe find a new location so we can keep expanding how many people we serve. Great. You, it seemed, at least from the pictures and the videos, that you were having so much fun that day. 
with our intern, with our colleagues, with our volunteers, and uh, that was a great project that you really put into action, and a lot of kids are for the better as a result of it and families. So I love the distributions, seeing everybody happy and getting stuff. I do have the best job always giving stuff away. <laughs> uh, speaking of giving things away, um, you mentioned the Amazon wish list a couple of times. I know that we've utilized this in the past, but obviously it was a huge game changer in the age of COVID and just making sure that we're getting exactly what we need. So I just want to make sure that we direct our listeners to where they can find that wish list. Always updated for every project. Vicky, again, super organized, always has that wherever it needs to be. But if you go to nhco.org and you click the Get Involved tab, there is a Sharing Projects Donations tab. Click on that and you will see all of her sharing projects listed there, the time frame in which she is collecting, and an Amazon wish list if one exists. So it's very easy to see what Vicky needs. It's very easy to send in a donation. You don't even have to leave your house. It's so mm-hmm. convenient. So I just want to make sure everyone knows the convenience that is out there for them. Great. And Vicki, just as you think about the year, you know, and again, we're in October, we're not that far away from 2022. Are there, I know every, probably every collection, every sharing project's your favorite, but there are a few, are there a few that kind of get you the most excited and enthusiastic? I know Christmas is a lot of work, a lot of things going on, but you get to make a lot of children smile over the holidays. Is there a sharing project or two or a collection or two that you find the most inspiring or fun to be involved with? Uh, Back to school has always been my favorite. I just love the school supplies and seeing kids excited for school. Great. Well, what are the best ways for, you know, Jenna, we had on earlier, obviously, and are always looking forward to working with other groups and organizations, places of worship, schools, to really help support Vicki and all of her great efforts. What are the best ways for people to learn about sharing projects and to find out about all the good things that you're up to with NHCO? Uh, definitely check the website, because since they're all listed there, and people can feel free to email me anytime if they're interested in doing a collection or want to know what's needed. Great. Well, thanks, Vicki, and thanks for all of your years of service with NHGO. That was Vicki Bersinowitz, our Sharing Projects Coordinator, who does a great job. And, Erica, you see a lot of these Sharing Projects distributions as well that Vicki puts together. It's really remarkable to see them in action, the level of sincerity, kindness, and organization and logistics that goes into a distribution. It's really remarkable. You can tell the relief on the family's faces when they receive things like back-to-school and toys and Thanksgiving meals. I mean, these are things that are extras for all of us things that we typically don't have to worry about, but these are things that these people now do not have to worry about and they can just relax and have a nice holiday or a nice season with their families without that extra burden. Great. Well, one thing, you know, obviously time is a hot commodity for everyone, right? But there's always ways for us to give. And and like you've both mentioned, Amazon, right? And being able to do the wish list, you can do that from the comfort of your house. So if volunteering five to 10 hours a week with us isn't the best fit for you right now, there are still ways to make a big difference. A friend of mine last year for the holidays, her and her three of her friends, instead of giving gifts over the holidays, decided to do gifts for NHCO. There's a lot of remarkable examples. Vicky probably sees on a daily basis of ways people that they feel like they're making a small difference, but it's really making a big impact with NHCO and for the families and clients that we serve. So we hope you've enjoyed our interviews with Jenna and with Vicky. Have a great rest of October. Enjoy Halloween if you're involved with Halloween as well. And uh, we'll see you back next time on Get to Know NHCO podcast. Again, this is Tom Baker along with my co-host, Eric Cochran. We always enjoy sharing with you about the amazing things going on with NHCO and our partners. For now, we'll be signing out for episode number seven of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.